This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up? Real MVPs, Ricky Woodburn here, along with fellow man-child, Johnny Carlin. Grass tastes bad. And we are back. You haven't said that one in a while. No, I haven't. That one, that was a nice little touch, and it was a nicely, like, it didn't peak too much on the, uh, on the, um... Audio. Audio. That, thank you. My brain's not working this morning. That was really nice. That was a nice touch. Uh, thank you. The beginning of the podcast. But welcome in to the Rick and Johnny podcast. We're... We're talking about everything nerdy that you want. Superheroes, movies, TV, everything under the two nerdy sons. And Johnny, do we have a jam-packed show today? We do. Because we're talking a little bit of Marvel. We're talking a little bit of DC on this one. And then we're talking a little bit of Disney. The three big punch, or should I say, I want to say the three main punch, or usually it's the one-two punch, but for three... It's the trio for this one as the Black Widow movie. We know who the villain is, apparently. We've seen set pictures of Taskmaster. You and I are going to speculate on what his role could be in the movie, doing what we love to do. Um, Then we're taking a topic from last week, but I'm glad we pushed it back a week because now I'm going to revamp the conversation because Warner Media signed J.J. Abrams to basically make properties for their streaming service. But now there's rumors that he could potentially be asked to revitalize or reboot the DCEU also, now that they have him under their wing and the ink has not dried on their deal yet. So you and I are going to look into that. Could he reboot the DCEU? And then we're going to end the podcast with a fun one where the Disney live actions are rolling out. The Lion King comes out later this month, as you guys see this, in July. Hmm. Well, it looks like Sweet. we could have our Ursula for the live action Little Mermaid movie. And we'll ask the question of should Melissa McCartney be Ursula in that Disney live action movie before we... Get into everything. Make sure to check us out on Patreon. Patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. That is how you help support us. $1, $5, $10, bronze, silver, and gold. You can help us out any way you can. The $1 tier is the easiest. You get the MVP podcast a month early. You get access to the Discord channel. Yesterday, we were talking fast break basketball. Nice. Um, kind of talking about whose team for the draft we had on the fast break was better Duh, it's mine. Um, but you could join that Discord, talk with us. There's also some nerdy stuff. Soapy in there is a gamer and a nerd as well. So it's a great time. Check this out. Check that out down below. But Johnny, let's jump into this Marvel news. Black Widow movie. Movie. <laughs> the movie. We got, <laughs> We're saying the Black Widow movie. <laughs> we got a lot of info, not just Taskmaster. So we got photos that Taskmaster has been seen. Um, we also have photos that they're in Budapest filming the film. Yes, I know. We're finally going to get the Budapest reference and probably reference even have story. an answer to the Budapest Maybe. references because it's been referenced throughout the entire MCU. We've also seen, you'll, and I'm going to screw this name up, basically it is Florence Pug. Um, she is Pug? playing Yelena Belova who is the Black Widow in the comics and cartoons. Successor. 
She's a successor, but in the comics, I believe she is sent to kill Natasha. And then it's basically like, a, oh, no, we're on the same side. And then she eventually takes the Black Widow mantle from um, Romanoff before becoming Black Widow herself. We also know that the movie, this is from, um, let's see, CBR, which I believe is Comic Book Review. Um, yeah, CBR.com basically said they show Scarlett Johansson and Florence at the wheel of a 2017 BMW 5 Series touring wagon. Combining this with the fact that ScarJo's hair doesn't have a trace of white dye, the Black Widow prequel appears to be set between Captain America Civil War and Avengers Infinity War. I know I laid out a ton. Let's start with Taskmaster. He's the big one. We've been Marvel fans have been wanting to see him for a long time in the MCU. I will ask you this, Johnny. What do you think, just from the one picture, from everything we know now about the Black Widow movie, apparently, or supposedly we know about the Black Widow movie, what do you think his role is going to be in the entire story? Mm, I'm trying to think because, you know, so the story, we talked or kind of summarized that, like, she in the comics is sent to kill Black mm-hmm. Widow. Um, my guess is almost like he's going to try and recruit her or it's going to be like a dual, like a semi dual villain until they realize, okay, we have sort of a common enemy in Mm -hmm. Taskmaster and we need to kind of work together. It's a hard one to pick out because like if you have, you have someone that's sent to kill the Scar Joe, where does that leave Taskmaster master in all this? And that's an interesting thing to where I like what you said about the dual villains yeah. Because to me, if you're going to count Belova in it, I think this could have a three villain thing of where I feel like early on it's going to be they might do the Belova scent to kill her. Yeah. And then it's like, a you know what? Now we're on the same team. But I kind of have a feeling because Taskmaster in the comics and in everything that we've seen, he's a mercenary. Yeah. So I almost have a feeling it's like, okay, who is paying Taskmaster to kill, is it the Red Room? Basically, they're like, oh, our spy that we sent to kill Natasha has gone rogue. We need someone else. We need to call a mercenary to kill them. Or is it a different one? The big overarching baddie. I'm wondering if it is. Um, for him. I'm going to say this is going to be a weird way to say mm-hmm. this as I didn't mute that. Um the annual do, 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 annual so from the yearly. Uh, well, the okay, the weekly. There you go. <laughs> the traditional. There you Johnny, go. Johnny uh, phone do, noise. Do, 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 do. But go ahead. Um, what you're saying. So it's gonna be my. I'm gonna throw this one out there. Mm-hmm. So Natasha's on a mission, and maybe it's like a false mission kind of sent out there. Mm-hmm. Like or like a false thing for them to send her out on a mission. Yeah. And it's gonna be that it's a kind of a trap for. Um, Belova, right? Mm-hmm. To um, assassinate her. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like the switch over. She's going to convince her otherwise. And then uh, her handler is going to say, well, she failed me. Killed them both. Because you have the scene where he's kind of taskmaster is chasing them both down in a tank as they have yeah. like a ripped apart. What was that? The Beetle you said? Volkswagen? Yeah, the C... Whatever what type is it? of... The BMW 5 Series. Okay, whatever. Touring wagon. Touring wagon. Okay, mm-hmm. Volkswagen. Um, <laughs> Johnny's like, fancy words for Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah, so that's like... that. I think it's that, that scene like right there is going to be mm-hmm. 
Well, I'm being paid to kill you both, so. Yeah, and let's go all out. Another thing that I kind of am looking at, and this is something that now I looked into it a little bit right now, mm-hmm. and by looking into it, I'm not as upset as I originally am. But one thing that people are kind of looking at is okay, the look of what we are seeing yes. from Taskmaster, and he's got in the comics a distinct look to him because he's got his usually the white cloak he's usually has the um skull mask but in this one and i'll try to put the shot up here as we're talking about it um there's a good shot of him from the front and to me i'm gonna be honest i'm not super hyped about it because he basically looks like a budget version of lord zed to me like looking at the face with the, like the silver um, bottom mm-hmm. with the silver line that segments the blue groupings at the top. I look at that mask and I go, of course, this is a grainy picture also. Yeah. Um, when it's all said and a done, grainy distance I might be eating my words and Marvel would be saying, well, Ricky, what, what are you saying now? But right now from looking at it, he almost looks I'm like, why am I looking at Lord Zed in a black widow movie however this is the question that i'm going to pose out to you is are we going to get the traditional taskmaster setup or could we get in the comics and i'm looking here on marvelfandom.com and this is what it says i'll read a little bit under the segment new taskmaster eventually the taskmaster considerably changed his appearance He wore a costume apparently modeled after tactical body armor, replacing his previous pirate-themed garb. The Taskmaster also uh, ceased carrying an arsenal of duplicate weapons. Taskmaster began operating as as more traditional mercenary instead of as an instructor. He first met Sandy... Um, Brandenburg, after beginning his mercenary M.O. Taskmaster spent some time around Wade Wilson after Deadpool became famous for uh, for the four wins hit and hired Sandy as his personal assistant. Wilson was not responsible for the hit. However, the real assassin, Black Swan, came after him and his friends. Wilson and the Swan were seemingly killed in the explosion. And it goes on from there, but the big thing is when he was new Taskmaster, he did have, and looking at the comic, it is more of a um, tactical suit. Mm-hmm. He does have, like, the picture I'm looking at, he has the one kind of pistol that he's aiming at the cop, but it is a very blue and white suit yeah. that he has. Is that what Marvel's going The blue with? suit, I'm not having the problem with. It's the mm-hmm. helmet, and I'm hoping, like, I'm not going to have to, I'm not having a, like, a, when I say I have a problem with them saying, like, mm-hmm. not a big fan of how it looks, but I'm going with the idea that this is, like, early Taskmaster, mm-hmm. and by either the end or a post-credit, we'll get skull-faced Taskmaster, whether yeah. it's, like, a Killmonger version of, like, I like this mask. Just takes the mm-hmm. other one off and puts it on. Like we don't even get to see his face. Mm-hmm. Maybe, which I don't want to. I don't no. want to see his face at all. Um, but well, like that to me is the big one. Is are we gonna? Because 
Marvel has not been afraid in the past to say, hey, this is how you remember them from the comics? Mm-hmm. Fuck that. We're doing it our way. Yeah, that's true. They are willing to do that. I'm just like, the blue, like I said, the blue suit thing is not mm-hmm. a problem or doesn't bother me because I remember him in the comics and stuff being like that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it's usually like comics and cartoons. He's got the bluish colored suit. Do we see, and this is just popping into my head because you had mentioned it with the Killmonger thing. Do we see him get that skull mask that we're used to? Or is it more of like a, oh, how do I want to put it? Is it more of like a tease kind of a thing where it's more of that like he makes a reference to him at, oh, that would be cool, and then kind of moves on. We're, we're sitting there going, oh, I get it. They re- the, That's a mask that he would have had in mm-hmm. the comics instead of him at the end – I'd rather have him get it, though. I would rather it, too. I, I'm um, hoping Marvel would, like, work their way into that. Mm-hmm. And I get, like, them doing it this way because, yeah, you want him to be like, hey, he's, like, maybe their mercenary mm-hmm. or someone's mercenary um, coming after someone. And this is, like, a that makes a pivotal, almost like a somewhat Taskmaster origin movie. Mm-hmm. Because he's also supposed to have the power to, like study someone yeah the photographic memory memory of like their fighting style yeah it's once he once you use a move against him he can use it he knows how to counter it and it's basically like well that move is useless oh it's how to counter i thought it was how to use the move as well how to use it how to counter it because um i know like in the i was going to reference the spider-man video game that came out yeah they had a cool mechanic in there where when you were going up against, he was a mini boss, yeah. and he had like certain stages that you need to do for him. When you fought him, if you were on the second, third battle with him, I couldn't use the move that I used in the first fight because I had already used it. Mm. He had learned it and now knows how to counter it. Yeah. So it's basically you got in order for him, you almost have to get him from behind when he's not looking. Or you have to hit him with something you haven't used yet. New that you have not used. The thing that I'm thinking about in the back of my head, you had referenced it at the very beginning. The Spider-Man video game actually mm-hmm. referenced this. Is is this going to be something where Taskmaster is? Because we're all thinking the main general thing is he's a mercenary. Someone's hiring him to kill Black Widow and uh, Belova, or Could it be like in the Spider-Man video game where he's like, you know, I was sent here by some company or some special forces unit to recruit you and see if you were up to the task of being in this special group. Mm -hmm. And in that, he says, oh, well, it pays six figures after Spider-Man says, no, fuck off, basically. He said, well, it pays six figures. And Spider-Man's like, fuck, man, that's a lot of money. Um could we see that maybe in this one where maybe he's not working for someone to pay him. He's working as a recruitment tool for someone like somebody he's trying wants to, to try to recruit Belova or Black Widow into their evil organization. Belova, not Black Widow, because you can everyone knows by then mm-hmm. in the timeline because the timeline we this is discussed, before Infinity War before before Infinity War. But mm-hmm. by now, everyone knows Black Widow's on the good guy side. Well, the only thing is she is at this point and it's interesting is this before 
she is with Rogers because before Infinity War, she's with Steve Rogers doing the whole kind of secret Avengers thing. Yeah, but everyone has the idea mm-hmm. for the most part that she is on the good side. On the good side okay. because of ever, all this stuff like like the deleted scene that they had from Civil War where she was talking to oh, what was the name? The blonde haired guy where basically in the deleted scene he go she goes well, I'm gonna just release all this information out to the world. That was actually goes, no, that was actually from um, Winter Soldier. Was it? I she thought that was a deleted scene. all the information, and then he goes to her. Are you prepared for, for your to learn about you? Home. And yeah. she said, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. Like so, then maybe that scene is basically them referencing she is good, and there's no turning her back to her. Maybe he's trying to then recruit Belova. To see if she's up to the like task of mm-hmm. basically like if she's good enough to best me, then she's okay to join this force, and then maybe it's Black Widow who's like, no, I can't let you do that, and is pulling her from Taskmaster, yeah. who's trying to get her. That would be interesting as well. But I do know for sure. I don't. I can't say no for sure because I'm not in the room. I think I know for sure. <laughs> That when it comes to Taskmaster in this movie, mm-hmm. I do not think he is the main bad guy. He's not the he's not the kill. Mm, I almost said Killmonger, but Killmonger. He's not the Killmonger. He's the Ulysses Claw. Okay. He's not the. What do I want to do? The aim. He's the Mandarin. Where basically he's not the one that the end of the film is wrapped around. He's that kind of middle of the movie boss where it's he's, like he's not Audrey, he's aim slash the Mandarin. Yeah. Where they best him and then okay, that then moves the story along into okay, who were you working for? Who were you besting? But I would I sort of crossbone crossbonesing him, but with more with more yes. of him in the actual story yes. of this. Because Crossbones didn't have a whole lot in either storyline yeah, he was in. They kind of, I was, I'll be, I'll be honest, Winter Soldier, after reading the comic Winter Soldier, yeah. I was excited for him in that for movie. Rumlo. And it was kind of like, oh, he doesn't have as major of a role as he did in the well, no, comic. I mean, it was nice to get him, and then, mm-hmm. like, they kill him off right away in yeah. Age of Ultron. It's like, mm-hmm. oh. Well, that sucked. Yeah, it we didn't was get like, much of. Uh, I really wanted to see more of him. The thing I will say I'm excited most for Taskmaster, though, mm-hmm. introduce him in this film because it's a prequel film because it's in Civil War, um, bef- between Civil War and Infinity War. Yeah. Guess what we can then do if they wanted to? End of the movie, he gets his traditional pirate garb. Could you imagine a Deadpool Taskmaster movie? Or a Deadpool movie where Taskmaster is the villain because they could do then a Deadpool movie where it's like Deadpool is hired by somebody mm-hmm. to have the hit on this guy, but Taskmaster's also sent in for that hit. And Deadpool's like, whoa, bro, there's only one mercenary in this town, and that's Wah. And it's basically them going at each other to get the same hit. I don't know if that's the entire movie. Or that's like halfway through and then and there's even a the, bigger baddie. Probably the halfway. Like, now that Marvel has Deadpool, they could do that if they wanted to. Or, that would be funny is uh, they both go for the same hit mm-hmm. and like 
partway through it, he takes, like, uh, Taskmaster actually gets the hit, mm-hmm. and Wade goes, <gasps> Exactly. Kind of like a, Wade goes to, like, cut the head off, and it's just like, pull it. What? That was my hit, basically. And then oh, you're dead now. And then it's basically Wade the whole movie. We gotta kill this guy. Like, to Domino, we gotta kill this guy. Who is he? He's taking my thunder, taking my money. I I have so many expensive hobbies. And he's basically got, like, a ton of, like, half-done crafts and shit in the corner. Um, Obviously, uh, Ryan Reynolds will do it way better than I'm doing it right now. Um, But that is even something that they could do. If they rebooted the Iron Man character... If they rebooted the Iron Man character with an Iron Heart, they could have him be that... If they even did in an Avengers movie, Taskmaster is an Avengers villain as well. Yeah. There's so many properties that they could use him in now that they have the Fox stuff and the Disney stuff that I can't wait to see how he's introduced to this world. And I hope he's not given the crossbones treatment of, oh, he's nice. Let's see what. Oh, and he's dead. He is dead. Um, well, there, there goes that. I, I don't think they would kill off. Um, Taskmaster, though, any final thoughts with this before we move on into our DCEU topic with J.J. Abrams? No, this is going to be an interesting one to see how it plays out. When we finally get, like, something Mm -hmm. for the movie, aside from, like, two pictures. Like, actual trailers and stuff? A trailer or just a little bit more information down the road when it's, like, ready to get the trailers ready to come out? Do you think we'll get a solid answer for Budapest? Do you think we'll be sitting there going... All right, you're leaving this one open-ended. We're going to get a hint at Budapest, and that's it. We won't get anything solid. (laughs) Another Budapest reference with no actual answers with the Black Widow movie. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below in that comment section. What are you expecting from the Black Widow movie? What are your expectations? Do you think there will be one? Possibly. Because this is... Infinity War, this is where he's off on his own doing the whole Ronin thing? You said it was between Civil War and Infinity War. So, so no, Infinity he, War, he's with his family. Oh, okay, so no, no Hawkeye reference. Yeah. Unless she stops to visit him first. Because the end of Infinity War is where we get the snap and his family disappears. Yes. Um, so I don't know if we get well, a Hawkeye Well, technically beginning reference. of Endgame, but... Yeah, but like it happened. Yeah, it happened at, end of Infinity War. And basically his whole Ronin thing happened in between Infinity War. The five year gap. And Endgame. Yeah. Um, but I don't think we get a Hawkeye reference in the Black Widow movie because of that fact. You mean that cameo. He's, cameo. Um, Unless she stops to visit him. Yeah, or she gives him a phone call or something like yeah. that. One of the two. Hey, where you at? I'm in Budapest. Yeah, <laughs> we could get one of those. Um, oh, but I don't another think Budapest reference. That's all we get. He's not going to be a main. Um, a main part of the no, story definitely not. I said ca- like I said, mind. I said cameo at most. Yeah. Well, this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in that comment section. But Johnny, let's move on. We'll move away from Marvel into the DC extended universe. Like I was even talking to you before the podcast. I know that Warner Brothers is like we don't refer to it as that anymore. It's basically the DCEU. It's easier to refer to it that way. And we've kind of got we'll two- call it that. Two different reports on different things, and we're going to link them together. So last week, we were going to talk about how J.J. Abrams is from the New York Times, said to be near $500 million deal with Warner Media. And from the New York, our New York Times article, 
Here's what they said. The I'll read a little bit before. Um, so went the courtship of the producer J.J. Abrams by Apple, NBC Universal, Warner Media, and other entertainment companies over the past six months as the company scrambled to secure creative content for their streaming services. The contest neared a conclusion on Monday as lawyers for Mr. Abrams in fin- in final negotiations with Warner for a multi-year partnership valued at about $500 million, according to two people. Briefed on the matter, who spoke on the condition um, of anonymity, basically anonymous, um, because the deal was not yet complete. In return for that breathtaking sum, Warner Media will get a first look at projects developed by Bad Robot, the media company run by Mr. Abrams and Katie McGrath, his wife, the deal covers movies, television shows, video games, consumer products, music, and digital content for a Warner Media streaming service set to arrive early next year. It was unclear whether Mr. Abrams would continue to accept directing jobs at Rival Studios, a perk that was part of his previous deals. Um, basically, the prolifi- prolif- proliferation of streaming services has supercharged the market, blah, blah, blah. Netflix gave a multi-year deal to Shonda Rhimes, the creator of Grey's Anatomy. Um, There was also a Netflix deal with Ryan Murphy, who American Horror Story valued at $300 million. Um, And then Warner locked up Greg Berlanti, the producer of shows like Riverdale and The Flash, with a contract worth more than $300 million. Um, representatives for Mr. Abrams and Warner Media declined to comment. AT&T owns Warner Media, which includes the Warner Brothers Studios, HBO, and cable networks like TNT and CNN. There is also another article from WeGotThisCovered.com that basically is titled Warner Bros. Rebooting the Entire DCEU into Two Separate Universes. That article reads as follows. Following the failure of Justice League... It's been obvious that Warner Brothers is trying to sweep the past uh, the past of the DCEU under the rug, with recent movies like Aquaman and Shazam referencing other heroes but not featuring any proper crossovers. In the near future, though, things will start to break away from established canon completely with the Batman said to take place in its own universe. And this could just be the start of some major reshaping um, of the shared franchise going forward. We Got This Covered has been told that Warner Brothers is working on rebooting the entire DCEU. Essentially, there will be two separate universes from now on. First, we'll have the franchises that have already begun and therefore are part of the DCEU. So that'd be Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad, Birds of Prey, etc. From what we understand, though, there won't be much connectivity anymore between sequels in those franchises and early DCEU films. Any new properties, meanwhile, without ties to what's come before, will take place in an all-new, con- uh, basically all-new continuity. Um, as I say words wrong. Continuity. Continuity, thank you. It sounds like this approach will be kicked off with the Batman 
with our source also telling us that the Supergirl movie will be set in the same world. As previously reported, that film will sow the seeds for a new Superman to arrive later down the line by rebooting the Kryptonian mythology. Here's the thing I want to ask you, Johnny. And I want to, I was watching an Emergency Awesome video, which um, Charlie over at Emergency Awesome, although I don't know him personally, does a great job. Like, that guy knows so much shit to where it's basically like you get so much insight by watching his videos. He had referenced that there's a possibility because the ink on the J.J. Abrams deal has not dried, and I know it was referenced in the New York Times article when they said, um, it is unclear whether Mr. Abrams would continue to accept directing jobs at rival studios, a perk that was part of his previous deals. I want to ask you, not should Warner Brothers do this, because I feel like that's an easy yes, but could we see, because of this deal, this $500 million deal with J.J. Abrams, Mm -hmm. Could Warner Brothers finagle terms in there to basically say, on top of this, we want you to be the head of rebooting the DCEU, rebooting it, like taking over this new uh, continuity that we're looking at. The bat, the Batman, Supergirl, things coming after. Could we see producer J.J. Abrams taking that over? Kind of like what we've kind of seen with the Star Wars, because J.J. Abrams has done that in the past. Star Trek he did, Star Wars he've done. Could we see a produced or even directed movie in the DC Universe from J.J. Abrams? Yeah, I mean, if they pay him the right amount of money and um, give him the right amount of, uh, like, I don't want to say coverage, how is it, like, the... Powers compensation of, no more so like power of like um to make decisions so if they made him basically kevin feige level yeah or russo brothers level mm-hmm. then it's like yeah he probably would go ahead and do it i mean mm-hmm. as long as they also don't try and put into his contract oh you can't do anyone else's films though and that's the big thing because of... like he might like if disney decides to do more star wars films he mm-hmm. might want to be part of those because he was part of them before yeah and i know that out of the last trilogy that we are seeing um he did two of the three seven of them, and right? nine yeah. yeah seven and nine were him um eight was ryan johnson so he might want to do more of those because i know they they were talking about maybe doing um either Django fett or it was no bubba fett mm-hmm. film and yeah. i mean many others they're talking about doing mm-hmm. so it's like and there's so much more in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. There's a, like what I don't even know how many books are out there because I've got some other friends that have read them before. Yeah, but there's a lot of there's a lot of a lot to the universe to, per se. There's so much canon that they. Could Thank go you. With I couldn't think of the word. That's not like Star Wars has so much canon that's not the original trilogy and like shit that's well, going on in other parts. Even of not space. just focused on the Skywalkers. Anakin Scott, the Skywalker, and yeah. the. The Obi-Wan Kenobi mm-hmm. storyline, basically. Yeah, there's so much stuff going on that they can do Branch so off. much other things. And just looking at J.J. Abrams... I mean, we could like, do an all-Wookiee movie. <laughs> do you remember the Christmas? Is that why <laughs> you're why right? I said okay. it. Okay, because you stopped me dead in my tracks. 
I saw a half hour of just Wookie. I don't want to see that again. Two what, full hours of just Wookie? And also, I don't want to mm-hmm. see another mm-hmm. Mark mm-hmm. Hamill. Mm-hmm. I think it was Mark Hamill. Mark like, Hamill. Um, Mark Hamill. Drugged up. Drugged up because he was in a car accident or something. He was in some kind of an accident. So yeah, I heard tell, about that. Like, and then Harrison Ford giving you the blatant, like, he doesn't want to fucking be here. This is stupid. Oh, man, what? If you if you haven't seen it, like I was told this by Pete, um, who's done wrestling podcasts with us, when I hadn't seen it, he's like, "You have to watch it." Like every every Star Wars fan has to watch, has it, to once. watch it once. Um, I almost quit during the Wookiee part because I'm like, "How long does this go?" It's the first half hour of the thing. <sighs> No well, context either. No, just yeah, Wookie. All Wookie talk. I didn't no, think there were subtitles. No, there weren't. So you're sitting there going, "What the hell is going on?" <laughs> like here, you have to man? take everything from like the context clues of what what's they're going doing. on. Then that that stupid chess game. The Wookie's life day. Yeah. Oof. Okay. So J.J. <laughs> Abrams, by the way, looking at his IMDb profile. <laughs> Some of the things that he has <laughs> produced. You just yeah, going off about I, that one. I got stopped dead in my tracks. When you get me on a rant, like, wait, I'm going to go and rant. Mean that? Um, so right now, the only things that are in post-production that he's produced is a TV series, Lovecraft Country, um, and then Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker. Things that are in pre-production that he is said to be the producer of. Um Basically, Contraband, which is a TV show, Mission Impossible 7, two Star Wars, untitled Star Wars sequel, and a Star Wars project, an untitled Cloverfield sequel, and then Half-Life also. Those are just to name a few. That Half-Life one um, was just announced. That one's not in pre-production or anything. And that's the key thing that I think, and I will ask you with J.J. Abrams. If Warner Brothers is like, hey, we want you to help, we want you to basically lead the ship to reboot our DCEU, but we don't want you working anywhere else. We basically want you mm-hmm. all to ourselves. Is that like, is that something that J.J. Abrams should want or even will want? Because the thing you got to look at is, Yes, you're turning down all the, like, if Star Wars and Disney comes knocking, hey, we're doing another movie, we want you to produce and direct it, yeah, you can't do that, but basically, if, in my mind, if DC, if Warner Brothers, if AT&T is going to come to you and say, you have, basically, we want you to be the Kevin Feige of the DCEU and plan everything out, I've seen what J.J. Abrams can do. Mm I would be excited for that. And there's part of me. Oh, I'm not saying I wouldn't be, but I. From J.J. Abrams, would you want that? Exactly. Would you want that to where it's to be, like. That, to be limited like that. And I'll put you in the shoes of Kevin Feige. Or not in Kevin Feige. Abrams. In the shoes of Abrams. What would you choose? Would you choose to say yes, because then I can do so many things in this with these DC characters? Or would you say that is limited, limiting me create creatively? Because I'm just looking at one part and I'm closing doors to Star Trek and Star Wars and Cloverfield and all these other things that I love doing also. I would say uh, make a counteroffer maybe for a little bit less because mm-hmm. it was 500 mil. 500 mil. That's a decent amount. You could yeah. probably go a little bit less and say 400 mil. Mm-hmm. You take out, knock out that thing that says I can't do other movies. 
we got a deal. Because then that the reason why you're saying knock it down just so um, someone doesn't be like, well, why would you turn down money? Basically, it's uh, I'm getting something I want where I'm not exclusive to you for that. And you guys are saving some money off of that. Basically. That would be like the counteroffer of like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm knocking some off so you can't say, you can't say, well, we're giving you 500 mil. It's like, no. Yeah. When do we made a deal? You you scratch my back, I'll scratch yeah. yours. Yeah, so of that thing. way he can still do the Cloverfield, still mm-hmm. do the Star Wars ones, and, yeah. and then everyone wins. To be honest, because mm-hmm. he gets to do these movies, but he's not stuck in one place creatively. Kind of like mm-hmm. I got ideas for this, but now I can't do it. Yeah. Um. And then he like he has like, if he's just producing and mm-hmm. making like kind of the he, like I said I would more so refer to it as the Russo brothers, who have planned out the whole Marvel universe mm-hmm. and how it's going. Um. What, if he were doing that with the DC, he could still plan it all along and then mm-hmm. say, okay, you're going to make this movie. You're going to make this movie. Bring me a storyline yeah. by such and such time. He can delegate who's writing the storyline mm-hmm. to people who he like thinks who can do it. And I don't – and the more I think about it, I don't think Warner Brothers has to keep him exclusive yeah. to their own. Um, they, the o- may, they may want to, but – The only they, thing I would put in there – yeah. Is a no compete Marvel. Basically, it's yeah, like, okay. hey, you can do a like if it's Disney, you can do a Star Wars movie, but no, but I don't want Marvel. you doing a Marvel movie. Yeah, that would um, be fair. With, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't know if Warner Brothers would want to ruffle those feathers because I get the Disney kind of open the door for it, mm-hmm. but basically Disney. Let James Gunn be on loan for Suicide Squad. So there's part of that, too, where you're like, do I really want to burn a bridge of like they could have said, hey, we'll take you back with Guardians, but you got to quit that job over there. There are a lot. Disney and Marvel are allowing James Gunn to complete Suicide Squad before Guardians 3. And the thing that I think about now that I look at it is. J.J. Abrams now in his um, career has kind of just shifted into that producer kind of mm-hmm. role um, because if you look at the the movies that he's produced, not the ones that are coming up, um, the ones that he's produced recently is you've got 2019, he has two movies, Spy Jinx and the Star Wars movie, 2018, he produced one, two, three, four, five, six things. One of those being um, that Overlord movie that mm. we went and saw. Yeah. That um, World War II horror movie yeah. that had the super... Uh, the zombie horror movie. Yeah, the Cloverfield Paradox, Westworld he's been a producer with. Um, so it's like... And also, it's at the same time, this deal for him is not just DC. It's just DC could be an extra kind of sprinkling to the top of this because, like, I look at things that he's actually directed and it's the two Star Wars movies, Spy Jinx, which is actually a video game, um, Star Trek Into Darkness. So really the last five things, five movies that he's directed, Star Wars Rises Skywalker 2019, Star Wars The Force Awakens 2015, Star Trek Into Darkness 2013, Super 8 2011, 
and then basically the uncovers he did the pilot episode in 2010. Hmm. So what? That's like a two year gap, a two year gap, a two year gap, ooh, a four year gap. So it's like, yeah, you might be able to get him to direct one of those DC films. Like for me, what I would do is I would say, hey, here's what I want to add to the deal that you produce some DC films for us, but I want you directing a Green Lantern film. Could you imagine with just the just the things on his resume for Star Wars and Star Trek, having that kind of familiarity with space? Could you imagine the kind Doing of Green Lantern movie? film that he could do? Exactly. A sci-fi movie like Westworld sci-fi TV series. He's got that sci-fi. Yeah, no. Um, so that credit. would help with anything, anything space related. So it mm-hmm. would help with anything Superman. It would help with yeah. Green Lantern. That's really about it that I know. Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter. Thank you. I almost forgot um, him. I'm trying to think. Maybe of... if, depending on what lore you're going with, Hawkgirl and uh... Hawkman. Hawkman or Hawkgirl? Hawkman is from Earth, isn't he? I think so. Hawkgirl, though, is from mm-hmm. whatever planet that was. I forget. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, Martian Manhunter would be from space. Yeah. Green Lantern. Um, a Justice League movie, because, like, there is, like, if you're going to do Dark Side. Apocalypse. Basically, if you're going to do a Dark Side movie. But, yeah, so, like, maybe any. The Jack Kirby. Oh, the Jack Kirby um, New Gods movie. There you go. That they wanted to do. That's another one that's universe-based. Yeah, so anything, anything space-based, mm-hmm. sci-fi um, re- related. He Like, hey, we want you to, like, at least, like, we'll make a deal with you. You're going to produce and basically Russo Brothers, the, D- the new DCEU. Mm-hmm. But we want you to direct at least four films as well. Yeah, because last time I'm looking at that Green Lantern film, which I know I shouldn't, but I'm going to. Um, wow, holy shit. So it's amazing to me how bad that movie was. Um, the reason why I say that is, you know, who was one of the guys who he was one of three guys that developed the story. He's one of four people that wrote the script, and he's one of the producers. Mm-hmm. Greg Berlanti, hmm. the guy who did Riverdale and The Flash. Huh. Maybe that's something where TV's more his style. Maybe. And that shows that movies are not. not. But yeah. it's funny seeing his name on there and going, huh. Um, but yeah, the director of that was Martin Campbell. Producers were um, Donald DeLine and Greg Berlanti, as I said. That would be immediately the one thing for it, the very least. I gotta get J.J. Abrams to do a Green Lantern mm-hmm. movie. I would say um, I would say try and throw in like a four, three to four movie deal where it's like, mm-hmm. hey, we want you to produce the whole thing, but we need you to. Di- I want you to direct at least three films. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the stuff from We've Got This Covered about the J.J. Abrams aside about DC? splitting off the old from the new, basically using the Batman as the kind of reboot point of so like, like, hey, we're going to keep Aquaman and everything in this universe. We're just going to reboot it here without ignoring anything that we've done and anything moving forward is going to be in this new universe. So does everything else kind of die off? Do you not have Jason Momoa as Aquaman? Do you not have uh, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman? Or is this like kind of 
hey, they're jumping over, mm -hmm. but this is a new universe. Because it, it makes it kind of confusing if you do that. Here's what I think happens. Okay. And yet again. Or multiverse it. The pivotal, you can multiverse it, but there's one movie that they plan on Flashpoint. doing that could fix all this. And you said it, Flashpoint. Paradox, yeah. Now, I get that. Ezra Miller is trying to save his job, basically, yeah. and develop that script. But I'm telling you, you look at that movie, and this is what I would do. And DC, if you love the idea, I would love to give me a job doing this, and I'd, I'd love it. But the plan is basically, okay, with the Batman and Supergirl, everything kind of bleeds over where it's like, this is the new universe. But then you have that Flashpoint movie. And the first thing that would be freaking amazing in that movie is could you imagine Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot, her Wonder Woman going at war with Jason Momoa's Aquaman? Because that happens in that. So yeah. now that you have Aquaman, he's a success. You have Wonder Woman, she's a success. You also have Shazam. Those, to me, are the big three. The Birds of Prey one, I think, can be on its own. Yeah. Because um, they mentioned in the We Got This Covered that that would be with the Suicide Squad and the Wonder Woman. Is basically because – let me pull up the DCEU really quick because I want to see where these timelines are supposed to be right now with movie releases – because it helps to see when they're coming out. So here's the future of movies that we've got. So 2020, we're going to have Birds of Prey in February. That's set for February 7th. Then Wonder Woman 2 in June 5th of 2020. So you get those two movies. Then before The Flash, which right now is set for 2021... Right now, you've got The Batman, which is right now set for June 25th, 2021. Suicide Squad, August 6th, 2021. Suicide Squad is interesting because James Gunn, this is like a one and done with him. Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily... The reason why I would maybe keep that in the old is I don't know if I'm going to bring that over. Like, I don't know if I have someone I trust to do a good job, as good of a job that we expect Gunn to do. Yeah. But this is what I do. Those four movies, you get the Batman in 2021, your first movie. That sets up the new universe, the reboot. Then the Flash happens, end of 2021. In that movie, depending on what the story is, I would do Flashpoint because that messes with the um, speed force and messes with time. When we come back to our original universe, which is now the Batman universe, the Wonder Woman, the Aquaman, and the Shazam that we know are in this universe. That it's just a thing of the Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Shazam in this universe now look like the ones we're used to. So that way you don't have to get rid of Gal Gadot. You don't have to get rid of Jason Momoa. You don't have to get rid of um, Zachary Levi. And then that could set 
up the Black Adam movie that they're also doing. So, to add to yours, I had mm-hmm. an idea for that. Go ahead. So, we're going to cast three Batmans for the Flash movie. Bruce Wayne, which we already have, and Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Thomas Wayne. What's yeah. the third one? Bruce Wayne pre- so Ben Affleck? Ben Affleck, just for like a short cameo type thing. That's right. Because we'd have the old universe, the Flashpoint Point universe, two. and the new one. Yes. Okay. So then like it switches over, time dilation, messed with like when Bruce was born, mm-hmm. blah, 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 whatever else. You can change up like Wonder Woman's costume at that point, change yeah. up how like Momoa got rid of the beard, so maybe you do something where he has nothing or scruff or something. Mm-hmm. Change up Aquaman however you want to. Change up Shazam however you want to just a little bit. Just their costuming and stuff like that? I don't know how he'd look with this, but do you think we could get Mom? First off, I will ask this. Momoa, classic Aquaman, short blonde hair. Blonde hair. I don't know about blonde hair. That's the thing I'm dirty like. Dirty blonde, uh, maybe. Like, I don't I don't know how, but. Surfer dude, dirty blonde, maybe. Okay. Because you know how he did have, like, blonde in his hair yeah. when it was long. I'm trying to think. Was Chris Hems- Is Chris Hemsworth's hair? Is it blonde? It's like dirty blonde. It's okay. not blonde. When he's so like, got, when like, he had the long hair as mm-hmm. Thor, it was like blonde, but not like platinum blonde. Yeah. Uh, when he had the short hair, you can see less of the blonde because mm-hmm. A, it's short. B. Yeah. It just, um kind of gets like dirty blonde, mm-hmm. closer to the brownish side. Which could also be like a hey, we have the same character, but we're changing up that image a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Just. And, Basically, you keep those three who they are, maybe change up their image just a hair. Yeah, and I mean, like, and the Joker you wouldn't have to worry about because that's kind of on its own. We're not connecting that to um, anything here. Then the Suicide Squad, you can leave it off on its own um, if you want to. And even with Birds of Prey, if you're not confident in having that come over. Then you have Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Shazam. Or... If you're just sitting there going, you know what? We don't really need those characters over here because, and this is a question I'll ask you, is because of how Justice League failed, do you think that, do you think it scares DC from doing another crack at a Justice League movie where maybe they're like, you know what? We don't need a Justice We don't need to do the Avengers thing. We have great characters on our own. We don't need to see them. All I say they take time, together. set up all their characters that they would want for the Justice mm-hmm. League. Do a Martian Manhunter movie. Do a Flashpoint Paradox. Because we we've got three of them. Do the Green Lantern. Do a new Superman movie. Do a new mm-hmm. Batman movie like you're going to do. Do everyone's movies first. Because what you would need in my mind, and this is the thing with like the Avengers was because the Avengers were Iron Man, Hulk. Thor, Captain, Captain America. America, and then Black Widow and Hawkeye got kind of introduced in everyone else's movies. You didn't need individual movies. No. Hawkeye was introduced in Thor. Yeah. Black Widow was in Iron Man 2. Yes. Um, And that was the original Avengers, right? I'm not missing anyone. The original Avengers for the MCU, yes. So that's six. So the Justice... Yeah, six. The Justice League would be Whatever Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Shazam... Martian Manhunter, Batman, Superman. Green Lantern. Green Lantern. So there's seven. Um, Three of those you already, Shazam, Aquaman, and um, Wonder Woman, you already have established. Yes. 
Batman you are hoping you're going to establish with, with this. the Batman. So that really leaves the ne- the the three of Superman, Green, Green Lantern, Lantern, and Martian, Martian Manhunter. Man what you also depends on iteration because if you decide to throw Hawkgirl in there, you could do it down the road. Yeah, I but... I wouldn't because they're gonna do. I believe it's Hawkgirl and Hawkman are in the Black Adam movie. Yes, Hawkman was supposed to be in there. Yeah, no um, talking really Hawkgirl last time we read it or I read see. it. Martian Manhunter because I would go with John uh, John Jones. Um, and I know we saw him in the Supergirl TV show. Um, here's mm, see, and here's the question that I I don't know if I can answer it. Because mm. Martian Manhunter to me is the most crucial, and the reason why I say that he's one of the founding members mm-hmm. of the JLA, um, Justice League of America. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm looking right here to see how he was introduced with. Um, Zook began to. So the thing that I'm just thinking of is with Martian Manhunter, because he's the one where I'm like, I don't know if you need to do a solo movie Martian Manhunter. Do you put him in a Superman movie? Do you put him in a Green Lantern Corps movie? Or do you introduce him at the beginning of the Justice League? Where basically the beginning of the Justice League, our Justice League isn't set up because it's a new universe. He comes to Earth because of a threat. And in that movie, the Justice League is formed. The JLA is formed. I say you do a completely origin movie of, like, Mars. Just the whole story of how his planet got decimated. You're good. And then it kind of, like, leads to next movie. This will be the last in, like, the series of solo movies. Mm -hmm. That will be your Justice League movie. Okay, so you're saying... End it where he's about to... So you're saying Green Lantern, Superman, and Martian Manhunter all get their own movies. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was just, for me, I was wondering, is Martian Manor the one you can put in a Green Lantern Corps? Because maybe it's a story about how his planet, Mars, gets destroyed, but the Green Lanterns are there because there's obviously a Green Lantern that is... um, Mars. uh, That is associated with that quadrant of space. That sector is what I was looking for. Assigned to that sector of space so you can throw that in but apparently the movie that they had planned with the green lantern corps was a buddy cop between stewart and hal jordan so i don't know how that would go in Mm -hmm. um but i do like that i was just trying to see do they need to do three solo films which i mean if they need to it's not the worst thing in the movie it wouldn't be the the worst thing i just like you want to focus green lantern on green lantern mm-hmm. you don't need to but i would want to focus superman on superman would you want to focus green lantern on setting up sinestro basically yeah that would be cool because then like even though honestly, we already saw sinestro honestly start setting up like start setting it off so you can have a legion of doom which we've already referenced before yeah we referenced before but you have 
Um, Cheetah's supposed to be in Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Uh, you kind of have Black Manta in Aquaman. Not like he can't come back. He's supposed to be setting up for Aquaman 2. Yeah, exactly. Um, we already have... I mean, Lex Luthor, it depends on, in the new universe, does Lex Luthor come over? Do they just recap? Do they basically Don Cheadle Lex Luthor? They could. Where it's basically, and this is Lex Luthor now. Well, because, again, you kind of just show. you can do that with the new universe. You can kind of just show that with Batman that some things have changed. And Mm -hmm. if Lex Luthor changed, that's from, you just kind of change it with the time dilation. You don't have to. Lex Luthor was. Batman was born later. Mm-hmm. Um, Lex Luthor was born sooner. We get someone mm-hmm. a little bit older to play Lex Luthor. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting someone to see. Someone in his see, 40s, probably. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. And also, don't make Lex Luthor like the Joker, please. Thank you. Um, but let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section about the J.J. Abrams stuff. Could he reboot the DCEU about the DCEU stuff? Um that we went ahead and talked about and kind of what would your what would your plan be for the DCEU if you were in charge of it um let us know what you guys are mm-hmm. thinking down below and Johnny let's close out the podcast moving we went from Marvel to DC now we're going into Disney and Disney DC sandwich yeah the Disney well Mar- Marvel, Marvel is DC Disney. but this is strictly Disney yeah, like but- this isn't Disney Marvel yeah, but this is Disney. I, I get it. They're owned by the same company. Yeah, that's what you're exactly. trying to do. It's a loose sandwich. We it's use more do, of like an open-ended sandwich. We, we use two different types of bread for some odd reason. Yeah, we use like rye oh, and white. No, no. We used an actual bun because you mm. cut that and you got two different sides still. But okay. it's from the same. It's like a pretzel bun. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. It's like a pretzel Like the top's bun. different from the bottom. Yeah. But you cut it from the same loaf. I like that. I like that. So what we're talking about is basically the... And you know what I've noticed? I just did a meme. <laughs> yeah. You know what I've noticed this podcast? We do a lot of sandwiches? No, not that. I've been saying the word basically a lot. And yeah, it's annoyed you, me. Because you're a basic bitch. Like, I, every time I've said basically on this podcast, I've just wanted to stab myself in the eye. You're going to go get yourself so your pumpkin spice if latte? An, if it's annoyed you. You got your Ugg boots it on, has right? Annoyed, it has annoyed me, too. No, I've got my sandals on. Today, I don't even know what brand of sandals they are. They're from last summer. Um, but what we're talking about is Disney live oh, action. for your Ugg boots. We, we saw Aladdin was the last one we've seen. Of course, we had At least he's not wearing yoga pants. We've had Dumbo. Um, I'm trying to think of the other Disney live. The Melissa Fit movies, um, the new one coming out as well. We're going to have Lion King um, in a couple of weeks. Cinderella way back when. Cinderella way back when. Well, you said Beauty and the Beast, right? I wasn't we, paying yeah. attention. We have, we have some new <laughs> To be honest. On a new Disney live action movie. So they're planning on doing a Little Mermaid Disney live action movie. And according to Variety. We're getting Christopher Walken as little as Ariel. Oh, the Jungle Book. That was the other there one I was go. thinking of. Thank you for that with the Christopher Walken reference. Um, but basically. Look at the stuff. Variety. It neat? Variety is. <laughs> Why wow. didn't you think my. Collections. No, it'd complete. be Christopher Walken as Sebastian. So well, under the sea. Under the sea. <laughs> under the sea. <laughs> Darling, Down. it's better. Downwards, wetter. Take it from me. I don't want to see that. It was bad enough that I had to see King Louis. It was pretty. That was pretty good, actually. It was okay, it was but King it wasn't. Louis. It was not as good as. Ubi uh, do. I want to be like you. Oh, why am I blanking on his name? I want to um, walk like you. 
to Talk look like you. Baloo. Why am I blanking Ooh. on his name? Oh, um, um, Bill Murray. Bill Murray as Baloo. Um, but Variety is reporting that Melissa McCarthy has entered talks to portray the wicked sea witch Ursula in Disney's live-action Little Mermaid remake. Assuming that she signs on, McCarthy will draw from a script by David McGee, who also wrote Mary Poppins Returns, for her performance as the famous Disney animated villain. And the thing I want to... It also says here, judging by Variety's report, the live-action Little Mermaid is angling to update the otherwise and otherwise fix the 1989 animated film in the same way that Disney's other live-action retellings have aspired to modernize the movies that inspire them. However, when rumors emerged last year claiming that Lady Gaga was considered to play Ursula... It was met with criticism from fans who felt the iconic antagonist should be portrayed by an appropriately plus-sized actress. Fortunately, the remake's creative team isn't going that route and has instead reached out to McCarthy, a multi-talented performer who certainly helped to improve representation for plus-sized women on the big screen with her work in the last eight years since her breakout uh, breakout turn in Bridesmaids. So before we unpack that, because that is a box I will open, and yes. I've got opinions on that myself. Here And before you start bashing, they're not bad opinions. I just no. have there's something, certain opinions about there, it. There's something for the role of Ursula that I think is more crucial crucial. Then I think you and you I are already like. on the same page without saying what it but is. But the thing I want to start with first is looking at Melissa McCarthy. I will ask you, Johnny, should Disney hire or cast Melissa McCarthy? Should she play Ursula in the Disney live action? I mean, Little let's Mermaid? be fair. At least half of her, if not with Ursula, more than half. Mm-hmm. It's going to be CGI'd anyways. Yeah. Because what? I mean, let's just say waist down. It's going to be all tentacle. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah. So really, it's from the, what, looking at a picture of Ursula from it's the... It's honestly from Basically, shoulders up. It's like shoulder, she's wearing a from strapless here. dress. Yeah, it's going to be like up. a strapless dress mm-hmm. of green screen. And yeah. then everything up is just... It, hell, if you, gotta, if you want to do it the, like the cartoon, mm-hmm. you're going to have to make your skin purple. Yeah. A no, light but, tone purple. And, We'll we'll get into that. I'm like, saying I I will unpack. We're talking that. about look right now. Yeah, I would say for you. And does that go in there? Should she be Ursula? Should she be Ursula? I mean, I think Mermaid? with her acting range, mm-hmm. yes. And we'll talk about just the acting right now. Okay. And then we'll we're probably gonna yeah. hit sooner than later the we thing will. that you and I are talking about. Yeah. The acting, I think she's got the range for it. Mm-hmm. I've seen her in so many different films, and she does a great job. I think she could pull it off. Mm-hmm. There's one thing I'm just going to lead us into it now. There's one cute, crucial role that you and I were talking about, and mm-hmm. that's singing poor unfortunate Thank souls. Thank you. That is what I. That was is the main reference. thing. I don't care what you make Ursula look like, mm-hmm. as long as it kind of refer- references the source material. Yeah. But if she can't sing poor unfortunate souls, and I, I'll be honest, I've never heard McCarthy sing, except like jokingly mm-hmm. in um, one where she steals ident- identity theft. 
Yeah, our central, not central intelligence. No. Um, I get the one you're talking about. It was the one with, um, what's his Jason face? Jason Bateman? Yeah, Jason Bateman. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. So, Happy Time Murders. I'm no. looking at her IMDb right now. Um, she was in Ghostbusters, Mike and Molly, obviously. Yeah. Um, Tammy. Was it Tammy? It may have been Tammy. No, it was not Tammy. It wasn't Tammy. She was in the Identity Theft. Oh, it is Identity, Identity Theft. Theft. Okay. Identity Thief is what it was. Because oh. that was before she was in The Hangover Part 3. Yeah. And then she was in The Heat, Tammy, um, The but, Boss. I mean, the only time I heard her sing was that. And her, that was her jokingly singing to mm-hmm. annoy Jason Bateman. Yeah. Or his character, I should say. Mm-hmm. And um, so I don't know if she has, like... The actual pipes to sing "Poor Unfortunate Souls." Mm-hmm. So, like, I well, I've never looked it up, and, and that, this is something I'm going to do after the podcast because that's the I want to know. And that's the thing. Like, I didn't know Naomi Scott could sing as well as she did. Yeah, um, heading into and that's Aladdin. fine. Maybe she can, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying she can't. It's just I haven't heard it. Yeah. So, like, I want to know. To me, going into it, can they sing the role? Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to be kind of upset. To me, that is the the most important part is, and you kind of played into it of can they sing? Cause in these Disney movies, these live action movies, except for maybe Dumbo, you got to treat them like musicals. Yeah. Like for example, look at the lion King that we're going to see in a couple of weeks. Who's playing Simba, Donald Glover, a performer. Exactly. Who's playing Nala, Beyonce, a performer. A performer. Um, Oh, I, Seth Rogen, I know, has sang like joking songs, but as Pumbaa, you're like Pumbaa's you're a not character you for, can get away with. You're not looking for that yeah. voice. You're mm-hmm. looking for Pumbaa's voice. Exactly. Like you can get away with the Pumbaa character not being perfect, but being good enough. Exactly. To sing, he's not like, supposed to be perfect. But like I look at those two and I go, you know what? Like you got performers for it. Like for example, I'm gonna throw out there. There's a because I'm gonna answer the question first. Should Melissa McCarthy play Ursula? I am gonna be staunch in my opinion. No, I don't think she should. And it has nothing to do with oh she's a bad actress this and that. I just one, I don't think her style. Fits what I want from Ursula. Okay. Like, there's a part of me that feels like if she really wanted to, she could pull off the manipulative villain. But it's the the singing I have a question about. And there's a part of me that feels like, are there other people out there that can pull off that villainous role? A lot better than her because everything that like Happy Time Murders, you look at Ghostbusters, you look at Mike and Molly, you look at Tammy, you look at The Heat, you look at Bridesmaids, you look at Identity Theft. Is she a villainous role? No. She's that goofy, comedic. That's true. And Ursula, like, does Ursula have some comedy to her? In a villainous way, yes. Yeah, she does. In the villainous way. But you got, like, Ursula's the kind of character where, like, you have to know, like, she shows from the face that she is manipulative. Mm -hmm. That she is up to no good. She has to strike fear into people as Ursula. And I'm just going to throw it out there. Like, now this one, if we were talking about, 
I would have no idea if um, she is good for the role because I would have to look into it. But like, for example, if you type in Ursula the Little Mermaid, there is so an article. I'm getting this from Essence is the one I pulled this up from. And basically it's her name is Lizzo. She is a American singer mm-hmm. from Detroit, Michigan. How old is he? How old is she? She is 31 years old. She has come out and said that she wants to play Ursula in the live action remake. Um, so from the Essence article, it basically says on Friday, Variety reported that actress Melissa McCarthy is in early talks to join the product project as the tentacled villain um, from the original 1989 movie. But fans on Twitter immediately put up the truth, truth hurts singer as the perfect person for the role. Lizzo agreed. She even shared a 2018 video of herself dressed up as Ursula and singing a rendition of poor, unfortunate souls. Um, and she posted that video on Twitter with the all caps, I'm Ursula, period, at Disney. And for me, I would I would be more inclined to go that route because to me, when it comes to Ursula, you got to nail poor unfortunate souls. And I'm sorry, if you're going to take poor unfortunate souls out of the movie, don't. Just don't. Don't basically do what the Lion King did. Yeah, you already took and one take be prepared out because like, and maybe maybe it's just a thing with Disney movies where we're gonna learn we don't care about villain songs. Even look at Aladdin. We took out one of the best. We, we things didn't get the reprise in the Prince Ali reprise from Prince Ali. Da 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 da. Now that you know him, and that's probably the Jafar's best thing one, yeah. from the movie from Jafar. And we didn't see that. No. I wasn't quite as upset mm-hmm. about that as the news that we're not getting Be Prepared. Yeah. Because that's like a full-on villain song. Uh, be Prepared, though, and this is where it's different than Poor Unfortunate mm-hmm. Souls. Be Prepared, I will admit, has some connotations with the original. Yes. That, like the goose-stepping. You like, could have take, just taken just that out. But you take out the goose-stepping. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the problem with, that I see is all you could have done. The, the, the problem with taking it out is you could have just taken out that scene and made it something else. Yeah, exactly. You had the, you could have choreographed it your own way mm-hmm. without taking out the song. Yeah. Um, but also... Maybe by, he couldn't sing it? I was going to say, that also could be? by cutting that song, maybe then you can cast someone where, hey, singing is... Not needed. Not needed because we're cutting it, but I would but say... But hell, that Ursula, one wasn't really... That one wasn't necessarily sung very much. I mean, Jeremy Irons did a great job. He did a great job song. singing it, but I mean, Jeremy Irons has got pipes. Man. He does, but uh, <laughs> let's put it this way: compared to a lot of the other songs, tell me the range was like not that lo- far. You oh, and I was, both. It wasn't a. Big you and range. I both having musical backgrounds mm-hmm. can say there's not a huge range in um, singing. No. Be prepared. You were not going up and down. Yeah. The um, musical staff. You're on probably that going like an octave, mm-hmm. maybe an octave and a half. And I'm curious. And we're starting to get music talk, so I'm sorry if I'm confusing yeah. anyone out so, there. So Newsweek, Newsweek has an article basically where um, fans are reacting to Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and 
basically all of them have the same like and that's the thing on social media like newsweek just said where everyone is on twitter proposing that this lizzo is and i'm just not familiar with lizzo yeah she's been i don't know her acting she's been an american singer since 2010 um let's see what is she discography um oh okay We've both we've seen her in a movie this year. Hmm. She was Lydia in Ugly Dolls. Oh, was she? Yeah. So we know. Oh, yeah. Caster. Basically, after that, I anyone in Ugly Dolls, I didn't think there was no one in Ugly Dolls that yeah. I was like, wow, that's a very bad act. Like, and I'm trying to think. Let me see, Lydia. I'm gonna put it up, Lydia, Ugly Dolls. Um, which one was Lydia? Oh, that's who she was. Um, she was one of the perfect dolls. Yeah, one she was the one with perfect hair or with the purple hair. Um, so yeah, why not? Ca- like, and that's the thing. Why not cast someone who can sing? I get, I get the Lady Gaga thing. Yeah, because want well, to do a body positivity thing. Well, not just that. I, I mean, mean, that's part of it. There, it, it also it comes into the conversation too of like when scarjo did um ghost in a shell where it's like you're whitewashing this character you're taking um work away from an asian actress who could play this role Mm -hmm. there is that part that's like yes you're taking a role away from someone who's plus size that could play the role because like could someone say oh yeah just cast lady gaga and basically, Chris Hemsworth, her, put a fat suit on her. Mm-hmm. Could you do that? Yes. Would that be the right thing to do? Probably not. No. Um, because it's taking work away from somebody who could actually play the role without a fat suit. Yeah. Someone, um, someone who is plus size that yeah. could do the role. And here's the thing. I don't know. Um, what was her name again? The one Lizzo. Lizzo, Mm -hmm. I don't know her acting chops other than Lydia. And Mm -hmm. that's not a lot to go off of. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to singing, I'll say yes. But when it comes to acting, it's a maybe. Just like McCarthy, yes to her acting, because I think she could pull off Ursula the rest of the time. I don't know about her singing. So, So like, it's a maybe on her singing just because I haven't looked into it and I haven't heard it. mm -hmm. And Lizzo, it's the opposite. So So I'm going to read off her up. That's... That soundtrack. I'm gonna read off her IMDb because it's okay. not because it's not long. Um, so her career started in 2016 with a video short called Lizzo Humanize. Um, then in 2016 she was on she was a guest star on the TV series Brad Neely's um, Harg Narlin Scolapio PPO. Um, never seen it. No, I can't um, do what that even then is. A, then another video short in 2019 called Lizzo Juice. Okay. Then 2019, she was in an episode of Two Dope Queens, a TV show. And then Ugly Dolls in 2019 was her first movie. Kind of breakout That movie. she was in. Um, she's also supposed to be in the movie Hustlers, which is inspired by... The viral New York Magazine article, Hustlers follows a crew of savvy former strip club employees who band together 
to turn the tables on their Wall Street clients. And then she's also in post-production for a TV short called Yeti Yeti, where she is a magic mushroom. Um, So it's not very much of a huge kind of an actress thing. Mm -hmm. But when you look at her soundtrack, she's been the Barbershop Next Cut 2016. Shameless, she's been on the soundtrack of. A Bad Mom's Christmas. Blockers, that comedy movie with uh, John Cena. Yeah. Um, basically RuPaul's, um, Drag Race, she was a performer. Happy Death Day to You, um, the movie Ugly Dolls, obviously, and then the TV series The Red Line. So, Mm -hmm. like, you look at her soundtrack, that to me kind of, like, I get that there's not a, a, not a lot of actressing stuff where Melissa McCarthy has her beat on the acting chops. Yeah. But for me, I'm going to go back to the key thing for me. When it comes to Ursula, how do you sing Poor Unfortunate Souls? No, no and, and I'm agreeing and, with you on and that, that and to, some, I'm not to, saying to some not. extent. I'm just saying for the people listening and yeah. watching, I am on the side where I would be okay hiring someone with not a lot of acting chops and then – because here's the thing. You got to make sure they could do it, but I would – feel more comfortable with someone being like, okay, I got to work. I got to put in my due for that side mm-hmm. rather than I got to put in my due to sing it because if poor unfortunate souls does not hit that could make or break the movie. In no, my I mind, agree with you. Make or break the movie. I agree with you. That's why I'm not saying a solid yes from yeah. McCarthy either. Well, I, and I'll go out and say a solid no for McCarthy. I'm just, the only reason I'm saying not, it's not a solid mm-hmm. yes is I'm going to do my research later mm-hmm. after the podcast and see can she sing because I didn't even think to look that up. Yeah, and I just even with how like her and here's her acting, th- I think she could pull it off to me because she has that twinge of like I could see it as Ursula if she wanted to do it. Well, the question I'm going to ask, and this might be an singing. unfair question to ask with yeah. Melissa McCarthy. Is and I'm probably gonna phrase this wrong, but isn't she basically a typecast where all of her characters are kind of the same? Are they not? To some degree, yeah, you're I right. I mean, yeah, some of them are some of them are bad guys, some of them are good guys, but all of them are just the goofy, I talk too loud kind of characters. Yeah, for the most part. From what I've seen, mm-hmm. it's sort of that, except from Mike and Molly. Yeah. Where she actually had one. a bigger acting range than yeah. individual movies. Mike and Molly. I also like Mike and Molly. Yeah, like exactly. Melissa McCarthy. Which is why I'm saying she may, I think she has the acting potential. Mm-hmm. Her singing potential, I have no idea. Whereas Li, um, Lizzo. Lizzo. I have no idea her acting potential, but singing potential from what you're telling me, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I'm not saying to cast either of them specifically right now. Let like if she's gonna put her in her dues and get like take acting lessons and blah 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 all that, then do Lizzo. Yeah. But if McCarthy has the pipes too, because I don't know if she does. I've seen mm-hmm. her goofingly sing, but not like take it seriously. Yeah. So and- like I'm not arguing with you that like like you're wrong. I'm just mm-hmm. in my opinion, it's like. She's got like a maybe on the singing. Lizzo's got a maybe on the acting. Mm-hmm. They're gonna both have to put in their dues to see which one gets it at this point. Let me see too. I'm gonna look up on. IMDb. Now I'm gonna bring up a tough question though. Go ahead. So remember, and this goes off if we're gonna do the storyline in mm-hmm. 
Little Mermaid from the what 1989, right? Yeah. So. She to make it hard for whoever's playing Ariel, which she we turns, don't know by now. We huh? We don't know yet. We don't know yet. Yeah. She turns herself into someone who looks somewhat like Ariel. Are we going to have them change that too? We going to have a separate actress for that, or are they going to play their own role in that? Oh, I would assume they would have a separate actress and just voice over Melissa McCarthy's voice or whoever. Does yeah, Ursula. Whoever does Ursula. That's I would hope I would so too did that. to do that because let's be fair, I would rather go along not to not that it like bo- going against body positivity, mm-hmm. but I would want to see the movie how it was. Plus yeah. it, if you have that Eric leave and the person's not overweight, or the person is overweight, it kind of shames body positivity if you think about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So um, and the thing I'm looking at here is plus if you do McCarthy you have to get a younger actress to play that because she plays someone around the same age as Ariel mm-hmm. she, or she turns herself into someone that looks around the same age as Ariel the only other things I'm seeing about potential um, other roles for this mm-hmm. that was it so this is from um, comicbook.com so take it as you will Okay. they say following Friday's news um, Bridesmaids and Ghostbusters star Melissa McCarthy is in talks to join Disney's live-action reimagining of the 89 animated classic The Little Mermaid as Ursula. Former Variety reporter Chris Tapley um, has revealed McCarthy's potential co-stars. Tapley names um, Aqua Aquafina. Um, she was in... My mom would know who she is because she was in Rich Crazy Asians. My mom loves mm. Rich Crazy Asians. I think she's the actress that's in that. That's who she is. Um, have you ever seen that phone commercial for, I think, it's an Android phone mm-hmm. where it's her and this rapper who I don't know his name. And they're basically like getting oh, a pedicure. Oh, yeah, I you're talking about. She's that chick. Okay. Um, she is in, ta- or she is rumored to for the helpful bird and human treasures expert Scuttle, so the the, the white funny. bird, and then no, Jacob. She because she's a she's actually a stand up comic. I yes. believe. Yeah, um, she's my mom's favorite character in uh, Rich Car- Crazy a- cr- Rich Crazy, Crazy Asians. Asians. Um, and then Jacob Tremblay, who is a twelve year old child actor. Um, his, yeah, he was in the Smurfs too, um, was the first thing he was in. Um, he was also in the Predator movie. Um, he is said to be Flounder. The lead role has yet to be cast, but Disney is said to be eyeing Spider-Man far from home star Zendaya or Zendaya. Um, the 22 year old actress and singer who co-starred in hit musical, The Greatest Showman, and earlier starred in Shake It Up and Casey Undercover for Disney Channel, recently dyed her hair to the familiar shade of red, fueling speculations she'll next go under the sea. And that's the and that's the thing that Ariel. That's the thing also they said um Zendaya says the red hair is her way of paying homage to famously redheaded Spider-Man supporting player Mary Jane Watson. Um, her MCU character, Michelle Jones, goes by MJ. Um, 
Here, here's the, the last thing I was going to throw out, and this is the reason why I looked this up, was to me, if you get if you get Zendaya to or Zendaya to play Ariel. I would not go with Melissa McCarthy in that sense, because the only reason I go Melissa McCarthy is if I feel like my cast is so weak to where I need someone to be the heavy hitter, basically like Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Like in my mind, if I'm casting Melissa McCarthy, she's my Will Smith. She is the one where, unless you're also thinking, well, Ricky wouldn't, then you put Zend- Zendaya into the same category as Naomi Scott, where yeah, she's been in the greatest showman. She's been in Spider-Man far from home. Naomi Scott had been in power Rangers before this, but wasn't really in my mind a big heavy hitter, a big draw to the movie. Um, is she in that category to where you need a Melissa McCarthy to bring people like, of course, you're going to get us who go because we love Disney. Yeah. But you still need that big name like a Will Smith. I think you kind of do because her name is semi big, but mm-hmm. it's not like big, big. She's you're not talking about played. Zendaya. Zendaya. Is yeah. Yeah. Like she's played. Uh, a support role in Spider-Man and mm-hmm. she'll be a support role in Far From Home. Yeah. She's more of a support role in The Great Showman, is she not? Or is she a main? Well, she was the love... It- Her and Zac Efron were the love interests. So I would I say, say she's more of a... But su- Hugh Jackman was, was the, the main, main pull. So she's a support. Yeah. Like, she may be a bigger support, mm-hmm. just like she is in Spider-Man at this point, it seems, because she's become the love interest, but she's more of a support so far. Yeah. Whereas, like, her Disney Disney Channel, I get it. She was the main, but that's Disney Channel movies. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit different. That still kind of gets you on the support character list no, to I some degree. You. Or the s- support character tier mm-hmm. when you compare it to big budget movies. Yeah, and I mean, that's the reason why I feel like Melissa McCarthy is going to be um, Ursula. Mm-hmm. Because there's the one thing I can't... Although I've said, no, she shouldn't be Ursula... Because I would pick someone like Lizzo who can, I know, can sing the part. Yeah, you know she can sing Um, That's what you really want. There's just a part of me that feels like they're going to cast McCarthy because they need that pull. They need somebody that they can put the big name on the poster to get them to get to, like, and maybe Ariel, that role does the same thing for Zendaya that I think it's that Jasmine's doing. For Naomi Scott, where I think we're going to see Naomi Scott in some more, more things, films because bigger, of her role roles in Aladdin. Um, same thing with, and I'm blanking on his name, but the guy who played Aladdin, we could see him in more films because of his role as Aladdin, Aladdin in that. The only one that I wasn't super high on was Jafar, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, any final thoughts before we close out the podcast? No, I mean... Um... I, I like I said, I basically split on the board on who to, like you said, Lizzo is for the singing part. She's got the singing part, but mm-hmm. McCarthy's got the acting chops. So it's kind of a split. What's going to happen is I'm going to have to see, like, Lizzo's acting, and I'm going to yeah. have to see McCarthy singing to know, like, more, narrow down who which I would. Which one you're okay Which one with. my choice would be. Uh, Zendaya, I feel like she could do the acting chops. Yeah. I'd be honest, I also haven't heard her sing. Oh. Because I never, it, I should have seen The Greatest Showman. Yeah. And I never got to. So. I will, after the segment, play you a song from The Greatest Showman. She can sing is what I, you're telling me. Yeah, I've listened to the okay, soundtrack. Then, yeah. Like, 
It's some of the best music that I've heard. If as long um, as you're telling me she can sing, I believe yeah, you. So she can do it. Um, I'll play. Then for, she can be Ariel. After for me. this is done, I'll play you the Zach Efron and her um, song. But thank you guys for checking out this podcast. Uh, make sure to tune in next week. We've got. I'll tell you, jam packed show we've got next week because Johnny and I because. I'm going to be in Vegas and California with Dave. We're recording these all in one day. Next week, we're going to be talking MCU. We're going to be talking MCU, and we're going to be talking MCU. As we're going to be looking at Keanu Reeves. A lot of MCU. How are they going to introduce Falcon? And then basically some news that uh, Marvel is eyeing Hugh Jackman for Norman Osborn. So that's what you guys can stay tuned for next week. Make sure to hit us up on Patreon.com. That's how you support us. Make sure to rate and review the podcast on Apple iTunes and Apple Podcasts. And make sure to follow us and sub to us on twitch.tv backslash most valuable podcast. Um, follow us on Twitter also. Johnny is War Machine 90 at War Machine 9085. I'm at Ricky Widmer. Most Valuable Podcast is at Most Valuable Pod. Want to thank you guys for watching on YouTube. Thank you guys for listening on podcast services around the world. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.